Hello and welcome to the people behind your food. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan and today I have my very special guest, Mr. Randall Jordan. I almost called him Chef Randall Jordan, but I know you're not a chef. <laughs> no, I'm not. Sometimes I like to give accreditation to people for no reason. So uh, Randall is a delivery driver in the pizza business. He works at a big national conglomeration kind of thing. I guess it's actually an international. We are. We are international. International. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so this is Randall, and Randall's going to tell us all about his experiences in the restaurant business and what it's like to be a delivery driver. So you're a mathematician, right? Correct. So you're in college and university right now, I should say, and you're studying math, right? Yeah, it's it's more uh, called applied statistics. Um, I also do data science and business administration. So it's it's a wide thing. But um, if you want to give me any accreditation, you can just call me a statistician. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a chef. Not quite a chef. So he's a statistician. So as a as a statistician, do you have a favorite number? I do. Um, a lot of other math people will tell you that it's like, oh, E's my favorite number or pi. Or all those like fun numbers. Mine is actually 13. Um, I like the stigma of 13, but 13 has always been positive for me. And if you remember when we used to work together, I would always take number 13 mm -hmm. as our car topper. That's right. And I would put it on my car because I liked it. I always went with number. I always went with number seven or number one because it's lucky number seven, and I also like to be number one because that's just me. That was both good numbers. <laughs> uh, so. Okay, so let's get to know you a little more. Do you have a favorite season, you know, like winter, spring, fall? What do you like? I do. Um, winter is actually my favorite. My birthday is in winter. So, like, I feel like there, there's data that shows that your favorite season is correlated to what season you were born in. And, like, I hate to be part of that correlation, but, yes, mine is. <laughs> I, I love snow. I love sledding. I love Christmas. It, what's not to like about winter? So you're just in heaven right now because it's like, what, eight degrees outside? Yeah, and... with, the, with how cold it's been in this polar vortex. Polar vortex. Calls it, uh, it's been great for me, honestly. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so, okay. So are you a cash guy or are you a card guy? You, you carry around cash in your pocket, you pay with a debit card. I, unless I am working and I have to carry cash on me for work, I'm given cash as a delivery driver. I never have cash on me unless I'm doing something that I may not be able to pay off card, then I have a $20 bill. But I do card all the time. I have six credit cards. <laughs> oh, buddy, that's too many. Um, <laughs> I use two. But <laughs> the other ones are like store credit cards. But I, I'm so card. That's so funny. Um, so sports or art? Are you into sports or are you into art? Which one do you like? Oh, yeah. You know this answer. Of but course I do. Yeah, I, I love art. Um, I've studied modern art, loved it. I know you're more of a traditionalist when it comes to art. <laughs> um, Sports-wise, I mean, who doesn't love the Winter Olympics? But art, arts are definitely... I was just talking to you earlier about Rothko, and yeah. how much I like Rothko. <laughs> but, but yes, I'm definitely more of an art guy. Okay, so, um, and then where'd you grow up? Did you grow up, uh, you know, like, obviously, we this is going broadcasted live across the entire world. Uh, so we're in St. Louis, Missouri right now. Did you grow up here? Did you grow up somewhere else? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up in the city of St. Louis, Missouri. I grew up about 45 minutes west in the suburbs. Um, I have always lived in the Midwest. My family's from Indiana, and by family, I mean my grandparents. Mm -hmm. They came here. <laughs> they migrated to Missouri. <laughs> the cold one state of Illinois they went over, uh, but yeah. So was I, it in a Conestoga wagon? Yeah, no, it was in like a, it was like the Oregon Trail, but it was just the <laughs> Illinois Trail, and they made it to Missouri. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and then uh, last, get to know you question: What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Dang. Because I don't like cooked cookies. Yeah. But cookie dough, ooh. <laughs> Enough said. That's funny because <laughs> my favorite ice cream is actually chocolate ice cream with cookie dough in it. See, I. 
chocolate hurts my teeth. Does it really? I'm, I'm sensitive to it. So the cookie dough kind of cancels it out, <laughs> but I can't have anything that's like heavy on chocolate. Really? Yeah. That's actually really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're a delivery driver. Uh, we've already covered that. So what do you do in uh, the restaurant industry specifically? So you deliver, you, what do you deliver? Okay, so I, I deliver pizza or, or any other food we have. We have wings, as most people plates, we have sandwiches. But um, I want to specify that when whenever you tell someone you're a delivery driver, they always assume that that's all you do. And some companies you do only de- deliver. Mm-hmm. I do everything at my store. So I make pizzas, I take orders, I prep food. Uh, I'm usually working in the morning. So I usually work morning to lunch to dinner. Um, but I have worked, you know, a late shift from like evening to late. And I have closed, which is like from 5 to 2 a.m. But I'm usually 9.30 to 7 or 12 to 7. That's a that's a long shift. That's like a 10-hour shift. Is that normal? Yes. Um, for people that are opening or closing, uh, ten uh, about a 8 to 10-hour shift is a normal shift time. For people that are just there to do an evening shift for just dinner, I'd say about 4 to 6 is their usual work time. So I have to ask, because this is the, the obvious logical question here. Um, so if you're working a 10-hour shift, how long of a lunch break do you get? None. <laughs> You don't you don't take any breaks as a delivery driver. I am not admitted to taking any kind of break. When it when it's slow, you know we can relax more. I can sit down, but there is no clocking out. Like when I worked in retail, you 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 take a fifteen minute break on the clock. You take a fifteen minute break on the clock twice, um, and you clock out for an hour for lunch. That does not exist in pizza. I remember uh, working together. We worked with a guy, and I was training him, and he walked up to me, and he had come from like the retail side of, of the service industry as well, and said, so uh, he had just gotten there. He goes, so when do I get my break? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I laughed, too, because yeah. I'm like, oh you, don't, oh, you haven't heard? <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you no, don't you, know. You oh, don't sweetie, it. honey. I mean, it's, we're never that busy that like, it's like, oh, I really need a break, because I'm in my car most of the right. time. But, um, you know, it, it's a luxury that a, a lot of people, I feel like, don't understand that we don't get right because a lot of people do get that hour lunch where they don't have to worry about work i'm constantly worried about work yeah i'm always on the clock yeah you know and that seems yeah. but it's yeah it's definitely something people should know so where so where in uh the world are you not getting your breaks so where do you work like what, the geographical yes. area so uh i i do work in missouri okay. um i would say west of st louis uh it's east of my hometown so it's in the in-between so it's more urban but um less urban than St. Louis. Okay. Okay, cool. So, uh, how long have you been delivering pizzas? How long have you been doing this for? I have been proudly serving, delivering pizza for two years. I started in October of 2017 and I have worked three Christmases, I think now. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's how I always measure like how long I've been a place. Have I been there for Christmas? Sure. And uh, we're open on Christmas Eve. So I have worked each Christmas Eve I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I like to work it because other people in my store are like adults and like have kids. Sure. And I'm like, hey, go be with your family. Right. <laughs> and I'll chill here for 10 hours and make deliver. all the money. Yeah. And make a lot of money and deliver pizza. So you <laughs> <laughs> <y'all> mind? <laughs> so, um, Okay, so so we kind of understand how long you've been doing this for and what you do, but tell me about, like, how did you, what made you decide to be a pizza delivery driver? You do math. Math and delivery driving do not go together typically at all. Right. So when I first started um, college four years ago, mm-hmm. right, can't believe I'm graduating soon, but I started out and I thought I was going to have an IT job on campus lined up. What happened was that kind of went out the window and I was looking for a job. And at the same time, a YouTuber I watched published a video with another YouTuber that I watched who was on the gaming side 
where they ordered pizza from the company I work for, um, ate it, reviewed it, and then the next day I applied for this company, and the next day I got a call to be employed by this company. You know, that's like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but like, you know, the big job listing websites, they charge a lot of money. To post a job listing. Yeah. But these guys just did a review on pizza. I would, like, as a restaurant manager or restaurant owner, I would give you free food if you would recommend that you would work there. No, like, yeah. all day. I mean, just, <laughs> get a, just get a social media influencer to promote your work, your, your, your job listing. And this is how you get a Randall. <laughs> that is. That's how you get me. <laughs> that's so awesome. So, um... That's, that's just so out there. Uh, how are you referred to this position? Other. <laughs> Other. Uh, so, so tell me the unique challenges of, of your position as a delivery driver. So um, I have three listed here, and uh, I'm just going to list them in order of least sure. to most. Doing with bad drivers is so unique for my position, for especially as someone who drives for a living. And I know it's not known, but it's kind of known that St. Louis drivers are horrible. Oh, sure. Uh, Missouri drivers in general, but it, it is so bad out there. Just as just as I was coming here for this, someone ran a red light like when I had, like it was I had a left turn green, like it was the arrow, and they ran a red light, and it, they would have hit me if I was, you know, 30 seconds closer to them. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, really? Like, can I not get a break? It's like they don't understand that red means stop. Yeah, it, it's it's like that all the time. Um on top of that, I would also say communicating with a customer at location. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're at the location, that's when it becomes, like, critical to mm-hmm. actually talk to them. If they don't answer their phone, and here, here's how bad it is. My rule is I call 17 times. If they don't pick up the 18th time, I leave a message and I leave. <laughs> like, it has gotten that bad where I, I have to call that many times. And I just don't understand if you ordered pizza, you should know I'm coming. You should be ready. And if I have problems getting to your house because it's hard to find, you should be ready to answer the phone and help me. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I don't think it's a, it's a big ask, but... I don't think that's a big ask at all either. I think you're just, like, spot on on that, like, set, set, that's way beyond my rule. My rule is I'd call you twice on the third time I was leaving, and I'd text you twice. Oh, no, see, I don't text. I don't want them... I don't like I don't like giving texts out like that. So I, I do a 17 call. And so I you're kind of like a text prude, huh? I'm a little bit. I'm a little prude with the texting. You're a little reserved with the texting. Yeah, it's just, I just hate it when people are like, it says in the instructions, like, text me when you hear. I'm like, oh, can I just call you? Like, I, I want to hear your voice and be like, hello, it's me, Hans. That uh, is... I'm, that here, is... I'm here with your pizza. Like, I, you know, I just like providing a voice because I'm here. That's so anti-millennial, though, because we are the generation of text me, snap right, me, Instagram are. me, like, but don't just, call me. But here's I don't want to talk to you on the phone. I always answer a call, and my mom will disagree. <laughs> I, I might not read a text, though. So if a pizza guy's like, hey, I'm here, I'm like, do I know you? But, <laughs> but you know, with a call, it's like, oh, I have to see what this is. Sure. So that's, that's why I flip it when it comes to that. That's, um, that's so opposite of how I operate. Yeah, and then, and then of course the last thing is car repairs. Uh, I have to, you know, everything with my car, I have to take care of myself. I don't get a company car, so it's like, it's all my car, my name, my insurance, so I have to run everything. Anything that goes wrong with my car, I have to deal with. That is crazy. So let's explore that for a minute. So you've got your own car. Yeah. Right. So the, like you just said, the company does not provide you with a car. So you, as Randall, are driving your own car around, and I'm assuming you're spending your own money on gas and your yes. own money on car maintenance. Yes. So do they reimburse you for gas? 
Uh, partially, but mostly no. Every delivery you take, you get a dollar. Okay. So that's not really reimbursed for no, gas, unless no. you get like 42 miles to the gallon. Yeah. In no, which case, you're making yeah. a little bit of a profit on that. Okay. So what about maintenance? Let's say you need brakes, right? You've been driving for them, let's say, 10,000 miles, right? Do they chip in a quarter for brakes? No. No? Okay. No. So... So you're okay. So so money's tight in that aspect, right? Yeah. So I mean, if you have a perfect car that never breaks down and doesn't need a lot of gas, uh, you can make quite a lot. Sure. But if you have cars that are from the '90s, like I do, uh, you just you just don't get any brakes. That's so funny. L- l- break B R E A K S and break B R A K E S. Both types of brakes. Sometimes I don't have those either. <laughs> So um, let's revisit that in just a second. Okay. So, so how many people do you work with? How big's your staff at the company you work for? Okay, so I, I went through and uh, got our, our numbers. We have 15 drivers, so that's all for delivery. Mm-hmm. And of course, as drivers, they do do other tasks. Uh, we have five people that are only work as in-stores, where they make pizzas, answer phones, uh, cut pizzas, all that kind of stuff. And then we have four managers that you know hold down that fort. Okay. So, but on a normal shift, I work as an opener. There's from 9.30 when we open, which is way early for a pizza place, um, till about four o'clock when we reach our evening part, I have three drivers, one manager, and one to two end stores. So wait a minute. You guys open at 9.30 in the morning? Yes. Who orders pizza at 9.30 in the morning? Well, uh, the last time I took a 9.30 order, it was some someone around my age, mm-hmm. which is wanting pizza at 9.30. Do you have like a breakfast pizza? Is we it don't. like a special eggs type pizza or is no. it just like regular pizza? No, no. So th- we don't have like anything breakfasty, uh, except for maybe our cinnamon roll thing. But he ordered just a 10 inch pizza. So like when you, <laughs> it's not anything breakfast flavored. And this is like Subway where they got a breakfast sure. and they have their normal subs. So they open at 6 a.m. We don't have anything like that. We just open that early because people do order that early in our location. Other stores don't open like us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's unique to my store. That's crazy. So so if that's unique to your store, what kind of area do you deliver in? Is it more commercial? Is it more residential? Is it a hybrid? It's very commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like upper class residential. Okay. But it's we, we have taken orders that have been uh, very commercial and they mm-hmm. need them like earlier than 11, which is like normally like a lunch period time. Sure. Because, you know, they need them at like 10 so they can send them up. And then at 11, they have staff eat. But no, it's very commercial. So like, I, I get why we open that early, but it's it's horrible when you're still trying to do you know cutting vegetables and right. all the other stuff you do as an opener, and then you have someone order pizza at <laughs> nine thirty a.m. You're like, oh, hold on, let me take this real quick. Because most most like pizza places don't even have anyone in the store until ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah, they usually have like a, a manager come in a little yeah. bit early, but in our store, our managers and drivers come in at the same time <laughs> because it's so crucial that we get work done before we know we're going to get orders at ten. So if you're that crazy busy in the morning, how many people did you say work with you in the morning? Three drivers, so that's for taking deliveries, a manager, and then one to two in stores, usually one, if it's on a weekday, and then sure. more around the weekends are two. Okay, so so you've got like two people maybe making pizzas. You might have maybe. one guy being the manager making pizza. Yes. Maybe one other person making pizza. And you got three other people who are running in and out of the store, like crazy people. Yeah, so running out of the store, trying to get dishes done. So is that why it takes so long to get my pizza? Yeah, no, yes, pretty much. Because uh, <laughs> we have so many orders and so little people. So like, okay, so you have so little people. Is it because you guys can't hire enough people? Or is it just like... 
you know, it's the margins and the business. Is there, you know, walk me through that from your experience as the delivery driver. Obviously, you're not the owner, you're not the manager, so you can't speak from that aspect. But kind of walk me through that from your perspective. I think it's a bit of both. Um, you know, I came in as a college student, but I can tell you that most of our staff does not live in our delivery zone. Okay. So we essentially have outsourced labor uh, because our delivery zone is in such an area where a lot of people don't work in food service jobs. Mm-hmm. So part of it's we can't really hire people in our area to work for our area. Another, another issue we have is, um, you know, turnover is always high mm-hmm. in this kind of field. So we always have, like, problems with that. But um, I think a lot of it just comes to uh, we can't really afford it mm-hmm. most times. I, I don't know, like, the entire – I mean, I do because sure. I study finance. So, mm-hmm. like, I know how much you can pay people. I know how much companies are willing to pay people. Right. But um, it's just – it's a bit of pull and tug with how much am I willing to sacrifice in labor versus how much do I want in profits for a store. Sure. And that, that's a decision that's not made by our general manager. It's a decision that's made by corporate. Right. So we have no power in being like, hey, we need two more people to work mornings because corporate will say no. Right. Yeah. So if your pizza's late, blame corporate. Not, <laughs> not, not your GM, you know? Or you. Or me, yeah. Like, yeah. Don't come at me, I'm sorry. <laughs> so is that, okay, speaking of late pizzas, is that something you have to deal with on a regular basis? Yes. Um, especially, I mean... So is that your fault? No. I, I, would, I wouldn't place blame on a delivery driver for a late pizza. A- any blame that you could put on a late pizza is usually going to be amount of orders sure. in. So if you're going to blame anybody for a pizza... Blame, it's everybody else. Blame the, Yeah, literally blame everybody else ordering pizza at the same time as you because that's what's keeping your order from getting in the oven and getting... Yeah. yeah. Because it, if I had no orders and you're the only person ordering, your pizza would be there. Right, because for some reason, everybody decides at 6 o'clock, between 6 and 7 o'clock, oh, we need pizza and we need it right now. You know, like, God, God forbid anybody eats at 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Right. You know? Yeah, and I, I feel like that's a problem, too, because there's no way of knowing how many orders are in the store unless you call or unless you just order at a time sure. where people don't order pizza. But then if you order at a time where people don't order pizza, that's usually the time we spend working on things that we couldn't do mm-hmm. because we were taking orders. Do you think that'd be helpful, by the way, if you could just, like, before you got on the app, when you're, like, on, like the online ordering, it said, there are 43 orders ahead of you. Like, oh, do you yeah. think that would be helpful? Do you yeah. think that would uh, make people go, oh, oh, well, there's 43 people. Or do you think that make people more mad? Like, who are these other 43 people that they think that they can order before I can? I, I mean, it immensely would. I can't tell you how many people call up and are like, you know, how many orders do I have? And it's like, well, I have 13 orders right now, and I have five drivers in the store. Mm-hmm. So let me crunch some numbers real quick, and this is how long the pizza will get to you. It's usually like an hour, 20 minutes. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And it's just brutal like that because it, it's always dependent on how many orders are being taken in, how many drivers are in the store, on the road, or available. Last night, we had four orders come in, uh, some phone, some web. There was one driver. <laughs> so it, it's going to be a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you can only take so many in an hour. Yeah. So it, does, Yeah. So does your, speaking of being able to only take a couple in an hour, does your company use that new tracking software that regulates how fast you can go, you know? Yes, we do. So we have, we have that new system that's been implemented at a few stores. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't bad, so to speak, mm-hmm. but it definitely has increased delivery time. So you'd say it slows down delivery time. It, it definitely slows down delivery time. I guess safety-wise, I mean, I'm never going over the speed limit again, sure. but um, it definitely affects like, 
how fast the pizza is going to get to you. Because that didn't used to be a, a problem. It, it used to, used to, we have this thing called topper privilege. Sure. And you could ask any delivery driver, they'll tell you. <laughs> if you have a car topper on that is listed for a delivery company, cops will not generally mess with you. No. They, they really don't. I have been pulled over before with my topper on. And, uh, you know, I've gotten, I have gotten a warning, but I usually just get a lecture. It's like, hey, let's be more careful. Let's not run sure. a stop sign. And I'm like, I'm sorry, it was dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dark out here. So let's, so I want to kind of jump subjects for a second here. Obviously, we're still talking about delivery, but tell me about some of the best and worst deliveries you've ever taken. So I, I get this question a lot. Okay. Um, and I feel like describing the best delivery when it's like I took an, a big order to a school that was 88 pizzas. I took it alone and I got a $56 tip. It's like, wow, that's a lot of money. This must mm-hmm. been a really good order. I was like, yeah, it was, but I did have to bring all these pizzas into this school, unload them into the school, and then like talk to the school. I had to rotate pizzas from the previous order. So it was a good delivery. Um, I wouldn't call it my best though, because I got an expected tip of the work that I put in. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it was an equivalent output of currency based on the labor that was input. Exactly. It was like, I got paid what I deserved. Sure. So when I talk about a best delivery, um, I always talk about this one where it was, it was a five pizza order. It was around Halloween and they gave me a $5 tip, like already pre-tipped, like before I went, they tipped online. I delivered it to them. When I got to the house, I handed the pizzas and the woman says, oh, hold on. I got a box of candy bars. I want you to have one. I was like, oh, Okay. So I waited and, you know, I took a, like a king size Kit Kat bar. Yeah. And I just think like that extra touch of like getting tipped, taking a, a simple residential order and getting a candy bar or just getting something nice, you know, that is what sets that delivery apart from other ones. And that's why I call it my best. So it makes you feel appreciated. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it really, like obviously monetary mm-hmm. reasons are the best way to tip your delivery driver. But like, especially on Halloween, if you have leftover candy or if you have candy pre-bought and you're having a delivery guy come to your house around that time, just give him some candy. Give yeah. him her some candy. Like, sure. It's, it's not going to hurt you. I mean, who, who cares if he gets diabetes? I mean, you know. Well, yeah. And, then, um, <laughs> you know, we, and I'm sure you remember, we have, um, we have a person that orders all the time, twice a week. Mm-hmm. And during around Christmas, she sends us a huge thing of baked goods. And a driver picks it up, brings the stores for the whole store, and it's really great. So, like, obviously, people, sure. I don't expect normal people to do that. But it's just really nice getting treats. Sure. <laughs> it's just nice. It's a bonus. Yeah. And it know? makes you feel appreciated. It, it really does. Because you're a human being, right? Right, yeah. I, I mean, know, are you sure you're a human being? You do work in the restaurant industry. I, th- You know, I think so. Sometimes I think I'm a robot. Okay. Um, especially when I'm on the phone and I'm yeah. answering people's orders. But... But most of the time, I, I feel like I am a human. Uh, so, you know, just the extra step of like saying, hey, thanks for bringing me this pizza. Um, I see you. I recognize you. It's Halloween. Here's some candy. So it makes you feel valid and validated and it appreciated. Does. It does. Please, if I come to your house on Halloween, give me candy. So tell me uh, tell me your worst delivery. Just off the top of your head. Okay. So I hate this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you hate complaining or you hate this delivery? I hate this delivery. I love complaining. Um, so... It was two hot bags of pizza, and each hot bag fits five items. So I had, I probably had around 10 large pizzas. Some of them were specialty. The order total was like $150. Mm-hmm. It was to a hospital, like dental place. Sure. So it was in a business district. It was to the hospital. I talked to the receptionist. I'm like, here's the receipt. I just need a signature on it. You know, I, can you fill it out for me? Uh, signs it, leaves no indication on tip line. I make a note that she needs to fill out that line. Does not tip. I walk back into their their food like area of their their like uh, residential hospital place. I unload these pizzas. I have to organize them by type, and then 
nothing. I no one walks me out. I walk myself out. No one says bye to me. I go back in my car and I drive back to the store and put zero dollars in as a tip. So, okay. So let's explore that for a second. So, so what did you get paid to actually even? So you got to pay for the gas. You got to pay for the maintenance. You got to pay for the insurance. You got to buy the car itself. And then what did you actually get paid to take that there? So I got for the probably, I want to say it had to be around 30 minutes because mm-hmm. I was in this place unloading pizza. It probably took me 10 minutes, 10, seven to 10 minutes to get there. So half an hour of work and my rate on the road is four fifty. I got paid $2.25 to drive <laughs> pizza to your hospital, organize it, drop it off and, and do all this other stuff, these steps. Um, for two dollars and twenty five cents, I would say that that is below minimum wage. I would say it's not wage. I, would, <laughs> I, I wouldn't would say even it's say it's a wage, wage at all. I, say I probably just did it for free. I think you, that, that cost you money. Yeah, that might have cost me money because my car yeah. is not that good. No, it, it, it ain't good with the gas mileage. <laughs> so probably didn't do so hot. Um, but you know, I, I hope they enjoyed their pizza. Well, good. At least you're positive about it, right? Yeah, I mean, you if you're not going to get paid, I mean, at least, you, you know, if, if you're not going to get paid and you're going to get abused in the process, I mean, you might as well have a cheerful demeanor about it. Right. You know, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> so it's just a job. It's just taking one for the team. It's, just, it's, not, it's not a job. It's volunteering. Right. Um, be me and someone else. So let's step off that. We'll come back to how you're paid here in a little bit. So tell me about some delivery faux pas. So what are some things that our audience needs to know that you need to not do to your delivery driver? What are things you find irritating or offensive even? So one thing that I feel like people should know is that um, we're not allowed to come in your house at all. So please, please don't be like, oh, you can come in or be like, oh, can you come in and set these down? Because uh, I will say, no, I'm not allowed. So Sometimes some of my coworkers say like, oh, I'm okay out here. I just say, nope, not allowed. And they'll be like, why? I'm like, liability. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just tell the truth. Yeah. Um, Murder. Yeah, all the murders that happen across the right. world to delivery drivers on a daily basis. I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> um, the real liability is that like, if something goes missing from your house and I was in your house, yep. it, you know, I don't want to get fired. Uh, but the one thing that I want to mention is pain and change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I talked about this earlier. It's not about like, you know, it's twenty five thirteen is your total. You give me $25. You give me 13 cents. You give me another cash tip. That's fine. You give me some cash. You give me eight quarters. That's fine. Like, I get it. I don't, I don't have cash on me. Sometimes I do have quarters that I have to pay with. Do not hand me a bag of change, please. <laughs> I'm not What about kidding. mixed change? Do not hand me... Oh, you thought this bag of change wasn't mixed? <laughs> very, very bold assumption. Please do not hand me any change that is in a bag, that is mixed, that is all the same. I don't have time to count it. I will not count it. I will immediately put it in my car console. I'll, when I get home, I'll put it in a jar full of all the other coins I own, and I won't use it for a year until I dump it into a Coinstar machine at Walmart when I need money for a milkshake. So... <laughs> I recommend you do not pay people in change because it, it just hurts us. I, and then I got to carry change in my pocket and it's jingling and it's heavy. Sure. I got a lot of things on. I got my pants, my belt. I got. So lot. if you carry it in your pants, I mean, like, do, do your pants fall down from yes. too much change every once in a while? Yes. It, I'm not kidding. Like, you heard it here first, folks. This is a real, real crisis in America. Delivery driver pants falling off because of too much change. It's a problem. It's a problem that needs to be addressed. And <laughs> it comes from, like, I already have to carry so much. I have to carry the hot bag back. I have to carry my pin back, the receipt back. If you give me change, it has to go in my pocket. Sure. Especially if it's not in a bag. 
So I just have a giant, like one or two handfuls of just quarters, nickels, dimes, and pennies. So what kind of pants are you wearing if you're carrying all this stuff? You're wearing, you're wearing like army cargo pants with like like bandoliers and stuff hanging down the oh, side and like oh. carabiners. Like what do you got? Oh, chef, right. Are they cotton dockers? Uh, you of all people should know, <laughs> cargo pants are not uniform standard. <laughs> I'm wearing khakis, y'all. I only got four pockets. One of them has my bank in it, which is $15 for change. One of them has my phone. One has my wallet. One has my keys. There is no room for change. <laughs> it goes in one of those pockets, and I just hope that whatever in there can take some change. <laughs> so, okay, you only got 15 bucks for change. What happens if someone, it's like a $22 order, and someone hands you a $100 bill? What do you do? We're not allowed to take $100 bills. Uh, we're not allowed to take 50s sometimes. But I have had someone hand me a 50 and ask for, I think, 20 back. And mm -hmm. I said, all I have is 15. They just said, keep it. That's great. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Like, I gave them $15, but like, sure. I got, you know, essentially a $10 tip off of it. Yeah. Um, you got extra monies. Yeah, I got extra money. But it, please don't expect that your driver has enough change that is over $15 of change. Because... During the end of the day, I might. I might have enough money to give. But not at 9.30 in the morning when you, when you open? No, not, not <laughs> a, like if you, if you get a pizza at 11 a.m., I might be your first, you know, I might be the first person, you might be the first person I go to. Yeah. So I will at max have $15 to give back to you. <laughs> okay, so that, I think we've sufficiently covered what you shouldn't do. Yeah, I, I think paying in change, I don't even want to say anything else. Just don't pay in change. So let's move on. I think we've gotten an idea of who you are and what your personality is and the the struggles inside of your life. Right, tragedy. Uh, the tragedy. I get, paid, I get paid in coins, I get paid guys. in coins. I get money in coins. <laughs> I'm so oppressed. What do you think this is, Europe? We don't, we, this is America. We don't pay with coins. If you have dollar coins, hit me up. I'm a collector. Yeah, no, seriously. You got yeah, dollar coins, real. I'm all okay. I will, uh, I always take a dollar coin. Are you kidding me? You know what we should do after this? We should go pull some money out of the bank and go buy like something big in like gold coins. I would love that. In like a big pirate chest and just slam it down, Please. dress in a pirate outfit and be like, yeah, har, har, har. Please give me the blooms <laughs> if I'm delivering you a pizza. Or $2 bills. Okay, I know this is a little sidebar. I took a delivery. Um, part of what they paid me with were two $2 bills. I was like, I, I was like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, are you sure you want to give me these? Is this currency? They were like, they're like, yeah, like I, this is, yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, because I'm, a, I collect coins, sure. and dollar bills like that. Um, so great for me, right? Uh, but you know, I'm just, I would never pay a two dollar bill. So let's move into the uh, the second part of the show, which is uh, why what you do is important, uh, which is the whole purpose of you know the people behind your food, not just meeting the people in the restaurant industry, but why what you do is important to not just your customer, but society as a whole. So why do you do delivery? We've covered that you're in university, you're studying mathematics. Do you do this to maintain a lifestyle? You pay bills? Is it just for fun? I mean, you, you said you don't get paid sometimes, so it's basically volunteer work, right? <laughs> you know, so like, why do you do this? Yeah, so I mean, I started out just as a great way to pay for college. I've kept with it because it has been the most easy, fun, relaxed job I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I've had over 16 positions, guys. Mm. Um, so that's saying a lot for me. Uh, so it, it really is just for paying for college while I'm in it, and I enjoy it a lot. It helps me pay some of my bills too, um, but I'm I'm still dependent on my parent. Like mm -hmm. I still use my mom's medical insurance. So the, so you're a write off still? Yeah, I'm still a write off, y'all. So <laughs> I don't think that this could ever be a main job for me, especially for how much money goes into car repair, car maintenance, gas. Because that just chunks out my my income sure. entirely. So what would you say that you make? I think this is a good 
place to talk about money. Uh, what what do you think you make an hour doing this? Okay, so if I and I, I believe me, I have and this me. is before expenses. Yeah, oh, before expenses. Before expenses, okay, like fine. if you just had to guess it out, you know, you, how much you make an hour in tips and regular hourly and stuff like that. I'm gonna say fifteen. Probably about fifteen. I'm bucks gonna say an hour. fifteen an hour. So let's break that down. What do you get paid an hour from? Okay, so so some delivery places, you know, it's like you know, it's old school mom and pop. You're off the books. It's all cash under the table. What what's your situation at this big company? Like, how are you paid? Okay. So um, when I am in the store working as someone in the store, mm-hmm. I'm clocked in as that. That's eight fifty an hour. So when you're making pizzas. Yes, when I'm making pizzas or doing things that are related to my tasks sure. as a driver. If I'm clocked out and I'm in my car delivering pizza to you, I'm mm-hmm. getting paid four fifty an hour. So if I have a delivery that takes me an hour to go to and come back from, mm-hmm. that's four fifty I worked for driving my car that entire hour. Okay, so and that doesn't include the expenses of gas and so on and so forth. No. So if you're getting paid fifteen bucks an hour and you're getting paid about four bucks an hour per, you know, for delivery hour, so how do you come up with fifteen bucks an hour? Is that so you're making eleven dollars an hour in tips? Or? Right. So a lot of it is tips. Okay. Um, and I even I have the tables on this. Obviously, I made a pie chart of this. <laughs> That, that, that's a statistician right there. Infographic, y'all. Right, yeah. So after, He brought supporting graphics. I did. After two years of working here, um, I've compiled all my income from from like my wages, like sure. what I get paid as, as like a W-2 and all that mm-hmm. jazz. If you take that and you com- like compare it to how much I get paid in cash tips, regular tips, how much I get in tips, two-thirds of my income, like on the nose, is two-thirds is reliant on on the generosity of other people when I bring them pizza. And we're talking about a multi-billion dollar company that yes. you work for. Um, international multi-billion dollar company. And this isn't the only one who that relies on the theoretical generosity of people to no, pay you. it's pretty much every, the only place I know that includes a 20% tip that you have to pay no matter what is Global Quesadilla. Okay. And that's not even pizza. <laughs> that's not even pizza. That's quesadillas. That, that's like, Quesadillas. Yeah, that's not even pizza, yo. <laughs> that's Mexican. So we're food. talking about a company that's a multi-billion-dollar company that's in multiple countries. Yes. That pays, that makes billions of dollars a year, but then turns around and says, "Oh, but you know, we can't afford to pay you." Right. So we're going to ask other people to be yeah. charitous and throw some money at you, like you know, like you know. Even though I use a you know multi-thousand-dollar car sure. to bring people pizza. On my wallet. <laughs> and gas, my wallet. Maintenance, my wallet. So, okay, let's talk about that. So, so you got to pay for your own gas, your own insurance, your own licensing, registration. What do you think it costs you to actually, like, realistically take a delivery to somebody? Like, what do you think uh, it costs you every time you go? I, w- I wish you would have gave me this earlier. I would have I've done the done math that. before. I oh, wanted to see oh, if yeah, your math okay, was co- yeah. comparable do you to mine. Me to, do you want me to throw out a number? Sure, yeah. Okay, so... What are we talking, just like a normal delivery? Yeah, just gas. What, what do you think it costs you to take a, a, a regular delivery to the end of your delivery radius? I'm going to say back. six bucks. Six bucks? Yeah. That's a lot. Oh, lower? Okay, <laughs> six bucks is a lot. Oh. Um, I calculated about two. About two dollars of delivery in Okay, expenses. I could agree with that. Okay. Because yeah. if you're not making two dollars back, you're Sorry, losing Sorry, I'm not money. good at math, everybody. Yeah, he's not good at math. I Horrible. Yeah, you know, he's a writer like me, you know. Yeah, so I, I'm an artist. Yeah, he's that other side of his brain, you know. <laughs> right, you asked, you asked me on the right side. If you, oh, if you sure. If the left side, right, yeah. I would have said two. Okay, see, that makes... I would have said, said two dollars and six cents. Two dollars, what's up? <laughs> Um, that's kind of what I calculate out in my experience. It's about $2 a run, you know? I'd agree with that. Okay. And so, so if you don't get tipped, 
You're making four bucks an hour guaranteed. Plus, you said you get a dollar per delivery earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're getting a dollar per delivery. So if it takes you an hour to do that, they don't pay you. You've only gotten five dollars, and then it costs you two dollars to take that delivery. So they're actually only paying you three dollars for that hour. Um, do you think that's fair compensation, or do you think that it averages out with tips? Obviously, you're not speaking as a representative of the company, but as a person. No, I don't think that. <laughs> Is that was that clear enough? No, no, I don't think that. What? <laughs> I don't think I get paid enough. Any fast food job I've worked, I don't think I got paid enough. Maybe Chipotle. They gave me nine twenty five to pour sauce on burritos. That was dope. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, it's definitely. It's, sure. I, I can't do it. Like I said before, I, this could not be a full time job for me, especially if I didn't have the reliability of my dad to buy me cars we can fix together <laughs> so so okay so like let's explore that for a second so i mean like let's not i'm not saying this is malicious but doesn't that almost sound predatory in that you're relying on somebody else's misfortune and expenditures hoping that they can get some cash out of it isn't that isn't that like the definition of predatory behavior yeah it's just not but it's super easy so let's just keep doing I know, it it's super easy <laughs> um it's so easy i just i just feel like things could be better. It, sure. All, all of my problems and all the problems that like, you've described would be eliminated if they just gave out company cars. Sure. If we just had a fleet of cars. Like labeled, UPS trucks. Yeah, labeled pizza. And, yeah. you know, I just I hop in one of those bad boys and I just bring you a pizza. Do you think that, you know, I know that a lot of times a lot of my buddies who work in the restaurant industry, especially guys who run pizza places, they have trouble getting people. Do you think that that is something that would help with turnover? Or do you think it's just something that pizza just tends to attract people who just turn over quickly it would i i could tell you right now um a lot of people who have left our store has been because of car problems Mm -hmm. i mean even you have left our store a few times (laughs) because of car problems i have left my store because of car problems right i I took a a summer off where i stopped working full-time i only worked like one or two days a week because i didn't want my car to take out again until i got a new one yeah so um you know they complain about high turnover all the time but they don't fix the one problem that is causing turnover. Well, there you go. That's our investigative journalism here. Yeah. You've heard it first on the people behind your food. Investigative journalism squad has discovered that the key to turnover in restaurants is expenses of the employees because they're there to make money. But truly, ba- truly baffling. Truly uh, baffling. Hard to believe if, as an employee, I have to pay to work. And uh, work I'm out. Walter <laughs> Conkright, and this is in on the evening news. People go to work to make money, according to a new study. You know, like <laughs> really? <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! People want to make money? Oh, guys, we've been doing it all wrong. We, oh. got, we have to pay people now. Oh, that's how this works. Uh. I knew I'd. My cousin told me I'd figure out business eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what FDR was talking about. You have to pay your workers. So let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, okay, so we've talked about how you get paid. What about that delivery charge? I know the company you work for pays uh, charges three dollars and forty five cents per delivery. What do you get paid out of that? Um, you could argue that the dollar I get per delivery comes out of that. Sure. But also consider that that is one third of what you pay as a consumer. So no, I don't get it. Well, I also um, know that if they delete the delivery charge at your company, you still get paid that dollar. I do. Correct. So um, irregardless. Yeah, so have, it isn't. And I have taken orders like that all yeah. the time. And I also want to add our, our store has a program where you can pay three more dollars and your order can be made first. 
I don't get those three extra dollars, even so, though I'm like the one person that could use them. So also, you're probably the person who could guarantee that order got made first. Yeah. Oh, you want to bet? There's so many orders that I have had made earlier just so I could take them with another order to save me gas time and to get people food. Yeah. Like, it, it is not a joke. If you want to talk about who has power at a, at a pizza place, it's a delivery driver. Sure. Yeah. The power to change lives. Randall Jordan. Or just change order times. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, okay, so we've kind of covered the money. We've covered the maintenance. We've covered that we need to uh, get restaurants to start supplying company vehicles, and they wouldn't have turnover problems. Um, what would happen... Okay, so let's argue. Let, let's talk about why... Why is your position important? Like, what do you do? Like, okay, well, okay, that's great that you think you're entitled to all these things. But, right, no, but, of course. But what makes you, what, let's support that. Like, why do you think that you're important? Why? What would happen if there were no more delivery drivers? If no more people were delivering pizza or no one delivered food, what would happen? Okay, so first thing I want to say, I'm entitled to getting a car for delivery because the business I work for provides a service of delivery. <laughs> so... I feel like that's common. I feel like that should be no. You don't expect male people to deliver in their own cars, do you? <laughs> no. Because the mail service, that's what they provide. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that uh, if there was no delivery ever, um, for the food industry especially, there are some people that are dependent. Like Meals on Wheels is a program that mm-hmm. is dependent on, that people are dependent on getting food taken to them. And then if you think about um, people that are homebound for any kind of reason, that maybe need a quick service food brought to them, like Chinese food or pizza. And the example I brought up is a babysitter. You know, a, a parents may not have time to cook. A babysitter may not have time to cook and watch kids at the same time. I have three nieces. I can barely even operate in the kitchen if I have to watch them. So I just microwave pizza rolls and eat that on the couch. So I it think- It just sounds like Friday night, you know, uh, like- Hey, yeah, that's true. That is just Friday night. <laughs> Regardless if I have kids there or not. Hey, that's date night. <laughs> hey, hey baby, you want some pizza rolls and some ranch? Oh, ooh. T- I, one time I had pizza rolls and guacamole. Oh. Was great for like a minute. Hated it. I'm, it sounds terrible. <laughs> no, it was really bad. <laughs> so, um. Game has been changed. Pizza rolls plus guacamole. Oh, no, this is awful. Wait, hold on. This is bad. Um. Call Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon who? Yeah. <laughs> Wig gone. So, so yes. Um, but that, that babysitter dynamic is definitely a huge staple that I think about. I deliver to babysitters all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it happens more than all the time. And then you think about people who, um, you know, especially in winter, like, just can't get out to get food or sure. don't have anything at home that they can readily be able to cook. Or if their power goes out even. Mm-hmm. I've had that. Where I deliver someone whose power is out. It's just f- getting food to your house is about it's for more so it's about people that I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, they they there's something that is preventing them from being able to make food or go out and get food. I vibe with that. Sure. I will bring you food. Relax. Like you, kick back, chill, do what you need to do. And then on top of that, there's people who just need time allocated for more important things where they can pay people to bring them food. Mm-hmm. And if that was eradicated, Productivity would plummet. Sure. Especially. I mean, think about what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Like, if we have to get food later or, you know. I had to feed you in advance. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You brought me a sandwich. But, like, you could have had it delivered. That would have saved you time. Sure. I was the delivery driver in this aspect. (laughs) Oh, oh, should I tip you? I don't have any cash. No, no, no. It's okay. Do you take change? (laughs) Actually, I do, but only gold coins. I only have silver and and (laughs) copper in my car. Um, Yeah, so I just I just feel like there are a lot of positions 
that productivity wise, people who aren't able to get food, it's those people that I need to. So what you're to. saying is, is that delivery driving is an effect, is an essential part of the division of labor. Right. Oh, one hundred percent. Delivery, especially now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Do you know how you know how much stuff can be delivered now versus last year versus the past ten years? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a techie, right? I'm a young digerati, so I'm all about getting stuff brought to you and paying for that to be brought to you. Right. So, especially with the, in the era of Amazon. People expect things to be able to get delivered. Sure. That's why DoorDash is so popular now. Right. Because you can get anything DoorDash. Literally. It's it's Postmates. Like, all these are so popular now because everybody needs things delivered, and that's the expectation. Right. Because you got to have that convenience. And if you don't have that... Because, you know, the uh, me and my, my cousin, one of my, my cousin, well, a couple of my cousins are lawyers, but I love to argue. It's just genetic. I can't help it. it and so we, we argue. And so we were arguing about uh, basically the division of labor and what's going to help in the future and one of the things we were talking about is the ability for you to focus on other tasks that are more important than something like taking the delivery and having somebody who's specialized in this example like you taking that delivery frees like you said me up to do this interview or to write my next book but if otherwise if i have to take an hour that's an hour productivity that i've lost and now you've increased my productivity and so many other people you sir are making the world a better place thank you and i want to throw that out too how you mentioned that there are people who need time spent to do things that will commit to a greater good, like mm-hmm. people that program, people that teach. Like they're doing things that are productivity that will allow them to make things better for everybody else. And they're the people that support that. They're the people that bring the food to them. They're people that deliver food. And I'm just talking about delivery, but there's other people. Like there's people who do repairs on their house while they're busy. People that sure. install electronics in their house when they're busy. It's both all of that. Everyone's important in that. Sure. (laughs) They're all vital roles because that person who's being productive and needs all that cannot do that without the service people. Right. We're we're both equally important in this together. Because, you know, like I've told you and other people, the whole purpose of this podcast is to prove that everybody in the restaurant, you got to eat three times a day. The restaurant industry is vital. The food business, everyone's got to eat and and eating is important because otherwise you literally will die. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of eating. I love to eat. No, I, I'm. I, that's why I ate when I got here. I'm probably gonna was, eat again after we get done. To be I'm, honest, I'm probably gonna eat again. <laughs> after <we get> done. <laughs> I'm being real. So, uh, so you're talking about people who are important. Let's talk about who you work with. Who would you say is indispensable in your at your position? So, um, obviously, I gotta start with my general manager. Love the guy. Mm-hmm. He's great. Super into computers like I am too. So we have a we have a great time. Uh, one thing that he's his best at doing is delegation. Uh, in which where he gives the other three managers jobs to do. Sure. And then they delegate that to everybody in the store. Mm-hmm. So you have a hierarchy of power that is laterally spread out between people who know what they can do and people who assign those people what they can do. Sure. And that's how a store runs. And right. my man, my general manager owns that. He knows that. And that's why he's the GM. You know? Sure. It, it takes a person like that to do it. It's not just because he's been delivering pizza the longest? No, he, he hasn't. Like he, he got into this field, and he's worked for other pizza companies too, but he moved up higher and quicker than most people do. That's awesome. Because he, because he knows what he's doing. Um, and you know, all of my managers are great. Mm-hmm. Got to say that to them. Uh, my two opening... I have three opening people. Uh, I'll call the first one Indiana Jones. Sure. Been working. With, he trained me when I first started two years ago. Been working with him forever now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
twice my age. Not really like a father figure to me though, because sure. he likes Gundams. No, no he hates. <laughs> no, he Gundam. hates Gundams. Oh, he hates Gundams. He hates That's them. right. Uh, but you know, we just we have a great time, and I want to mention that too. Like before, I talk about how much I love uh, uh, tongue piercing and. Um, Government worker, who <laughs> are my other two openers. I will not say their names. They're both great. I love them all. But we have people who are 16. We have people who are like late 50s working in our store. Sure. And it, we're definitely more on the on the higher end of age. But all of these people vibe together. They work together. And that's just kind of the friendly environment I think you get in a pizza place. Because mm-hmm. you're all at that level. There is no generation problem sure. at a place like this that, that business people claim they have all the time. It's like, all oh, the millennials in the office they only want to text. It's like, yeah, because it's easier. I'm not going to call you, Except for you when I could email you. You know? It's like, I work in business too, so like, sure. of course I get it. So like, the, the generation gap that exists in businesses, non-existent in mm-hmm. pizza. Non-existent in food. And I think that is because of the job and like how relaxed it is. Um, and I, I just love that aspect well, to it. Pizza's not exactly a an aggressive food. There's nothing about pizza that's very like, oh, no. like, like I'm not talking about the business as a whole. I'm talking about literally the food. No one thinks about going and getting pizza as like this stressful, strenuous, high stress, you know, activity. The pizza is the, the common food. I mean, if pizza was not an ethnic food, right, it would mm-hmm. be the quintessential American food. Right. If it yeah. was not an Italian food in origin and only here for like the last 50 or 60 years. You know, how I see it, um, it's a pizza world, and yeah. we're all just chilling in it. Yeah, we all just you know? slices, yo. We're all just, we're all just, we all just slices. We all just slices. We all in a just big slices. Pizza that's called Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and and then of course, night crew got to give it out to him. That's sure. hard. That's hard. Work, I've worked nights. I've worked late driver. I've worked closer. You have to get there at 5 p.m. Stay till 10 p.m. Stay till 2 a.m. And if that's if orders keep coming in, orders can still come in on weekends. Can come in until 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. If you're still on a run at 1 a.m. and you get back at 1:30, you still have all the dishes to do. You have to sweep the store. You have to vacuum the store. You have to mop the store. You might not get out until 3 or 4 a.m. And then you have to wake up tomorrow and do it again. <laughs> With a smile on your face. With a smile. It, it's disparaging. Um, and I, I have so much respect for my night crew, especially since I've worked that and I know what it's like. Sure. I couldn't imagine doing it as a full-time thing. And we, we have two people that close as a full-time thing in our store. And so I have two God more, bless them. I have two you know? more questions for you. So, okay, so we were talking about living in an online world, right? So how important is online ordering to your position? Like, like couldn't people just answer the, like, can't you just pay people to answer the phone? Like, right. why do I have to order online? So we do literally pay people to answer the phone, but that's never someone's main job. Everybody at our store is either making pizzas, delivering pizzas, or some other part in the process. Answering phones is an important role, and if a phone rings, we have to get it. But a phone's not ringing all the time. So that obviously isn't the main job everybody has, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So online ordering is great because that means any time that would have been spent for answering a phone, for taking an order, which can be a very long process. You know, communicating over a phone about a pizza place... I can't tell you how many times I have pe- people call up, how many slices in a large pizza? It's eight. <laughs> it's always eight. I've never been to a pizza place that it's not eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't know, but it's eight. Um, it's just, that's just always baffling me. So sure. you, you get all that. But online, you know, all that information's out there. It shows you how many slices are there. It shows you all the toppings we have. It shows you all the specials we have. It shows you all the anything you could want to ask me over a phone that I would have to maybe look up because maybe I don't even know it. Sure. All there online for you. And if it's not on our website, Google. 
Sure. Google it's one tab over, real quick. Just Google that. How many slices in a large pizza? Oh, eight. Oh, nice. Um, so, on, online ordering is if if we got rid of our phones and like only answered if there was like an issue or mm-hmm. like a business that is specifically calling for us, we would have so much more productivity at our store. I I actually believe that okay. people ask yeah. stupid questions. And then what's your counterclaim? Oh, I have no counterclaim. Oh, okay. Oh, my. I think that we should oh. have. I think. Wait, that, was I right? You were right. Whoa, Rest, guys! Restaurants should have nothing but online ordering. That never happens. Uh, you to know, me. I, that I know. Never I, happens I, to me. I, I normally want to argue with you, but uh, no, this show is all about you. So I'm just here to tell your story. I love that. So I me. have. Uh, I guess I have one more question. I guess technically a follow up question if you don't answer it, and it's so you know you're in college to do mathematics and statistics. So what's so are you gonna? So you're obviously not going to be a lifetime career restaurant person. No. Uh, so tell me, tell me why. And it's no pressure. I'm not like, hey, why aren't you like me? I'm just no, yeah, yeah. Just no. highlight why why you wouldn't do it. So I, I love food. Can I, can I say that? Is that controversial? I I don't think so. I think it might be the only thing that's not controversial <laughs> today. Can I can I say food's good? Yeah, food is a good thing. I yeah. got a oh, up. we got thumbs up here. All right, up. all right. Food Production good, staff says good. Food is good. No, so I love food. Okay. Um, I don't have what it takes to be like a professional in food, mm-hmm. which is why I love doing delivery. I don't have what it takes to be a professional delivery in anything. <laughs> I'm not that good, but I. I just, it's not viable as a career for me mm-hmm. because of how hard it is for car maintenance. Sure. I've gone through five cars. I'm going to get my fifth car. In two years. Week. In two years. You've gone through five cars in yes, two years. in two years. That's insane. Are you just like buying like really bad cars or are they like relatively decent cars? Decent cars. I mean, um, you know, they don't, they're not super high mileage. Sure. Not, there's not a lot of issues with them. Two of them have been from family members. Like, it's not bad cars, it's just how much I drive. I drive about, I drive 40, I drive 30 miles to work, because I live farther away from work, because I moved out of college, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I drive 60 to 100 miles during my 10-hour shift. Mm -hmm. If it's an 8-hour shift, it's more like 60 miles. I drive 40 miles home. Mm -hmm. That's 140 miles every day I work. That's a lot. I work four days a week. I have to fill up my tank full every 200 miles. Like, I'm not going to do the math. Sure. Not a mathematician. No, uh, no, no, no. But it, <laughs> it all adds up. And it, it's just, I can't wait. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wait, it's fine. <laughs> Instagram was like, hold on, let me, let me unpack on. that real quick. Yeah, whoa, that's, that's deep. <laughs> that's so deep. you're driving 140 miles a day. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I can see that being just unviable. So what are your next steps? What are you going to do? How long are you going to stay doing what you're doing? What's your next steps going forward? See, I love when people ask me this question. Um, I have an internship this summer for a, a business insurance firm. I'm really excited to go to it. I'm getting paid 15 an hour without tips. That's just my <laughs> hourly rate, y'all. Um, it's going to be really great. Hopefully from there I can transition into a full-time role there at that company. But um, I, and I even talked to my GM, I don't see myself leaving the company I work for because I love pizza, mm-hmm. I love my coworkers, and I always have a Saturday or Sunday where I can work. As long as I work once every three weeks, I'm still in their employment system. Sure. So there's never a reason for me to leave. Um, if that reason comes, I'll let you know. Okay. But until now, uh, it it will never be a full-time thing for me after I have this internship. Sure. But 
it will always be a once once a month thing for me because I I just I have that in me. I love pizza. I love bringing people pizza. I love pizza people. <laughs> so and pizza you know. loves you. <laughs> it's so good. I know it. you're worried. I'm so oh, I was so worried. Do, do you think the pizza likes me? <laughs> I'm so nervous. Well, Randall, it was a pleasure to have you on the people behind your food. So thank you so much for coming, Ryan. It was a pleasure to be here, Chef. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you have fun? I, I had a great time. It was a blast. It was a blast and a half. So I think that's all, all of our time. I think we've eaten our entire 45 minutes and then some, I think. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, almost an hour at this point. Uh, so anyways, thank you guys for joining. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thank you for joining the people behind your food. If you're listening to this on Instagram, uh, you can visit my website, www.chefryancallahan.com. That's who I am. And uh, you can subscribe to the podcast there through Spotify, Radio Public, or iTunes. Or you can just listen to the podcast uh, on the website as well. You can listen to previous episodes. And if you're listening to this on those podcasts, don't forget that we try to go live every Tuesday with a new interview live on Instagram live um, every Tuesday. So next week we have Bryn from at Storybook Tales. She's a pretty famous cosplayer these days. She's also local to the St. Louis area. She does Disney princesses and she works in the restaurant industry. Really cool cat. You're going to really like her. So again, thank you, Randall, for coming and I'll see you guys next time.